Hi, this is Anna and welcome to the fourth episode of my podcast, Darling's Vocal Quotes. Today, I'm going to talk about my most favorite anime ever called Yuri on Ice. This episode is basically based on spoilers so if you don't want to get spoiled because you still want to watch the anime or yeah you don't like spoilers at all then you should not listen to this episode because first going to talk about my review of it and then about the anime closer so you can still be here for the review and I'm going to tell when it's going to get spoilers here. So we're coming to the first point. As I said, it's my favorite anime. I have a lot of favorite animes, but yeah, I think that's my most favorite. This anime is about figure skating and the relationship of the two main characters Yuri Katsuki and Viktor Nikiforov. I really like their relationship because it's not mainly sexual, it's actually not really sexual at all, but about helping each other and about pure love and it's so cute. I really like a type of relationship because well, it's a ball of anime, and normally when you hear ball of and something like that, um, I often, yeah, think about those animes which are about, yeah, more sexual relationships and over-sexualizing and stuff, which is not really what I want to see when I want to see a romance anime, so this is a good recommendation for people who want to see more lgbtq relationships which are healthy and which are yeah really mental and not only uh, physical and for people who like sports animes because as i said it's about figure skating and what i like about it is that it's not only about the relationship because there are a lot of stories uh, especially lgbtq stories which are only about the relationship as the main plot but here the main plot is the figure skating and yeah the relationship is still like a main plot but it's like more of a side effect than the figure skating that's really cool and i also like that in this anime it's not about discrimination because i don't really like to watch lgbtq animes or lgbtq books and stories in general which are always about the gays getting discriminated because well I know it's reality and so on, but because it is reality, it's not really what I search in a show because it doesn't always have to be realistic. I just want to escape from reality. That's why I watch shows. And 
especially not in my case but in many other cases when you're an LGBTQ member and you get discriminated normally when you go outside you use social media and movies and books to just escape from that and seek cute relationships but then yeah there's always the whole discrimination stuff even the writer had her own opinion on this and i'm going to quote her twitter post when she said no matter what real people think about this anime within its world no one is ever going to be discriminated against because of what they like and that is something i will always protect and it's so sweet because i really like how all the characters can just yeah be anything in this anime and nobody's going to discriminate it because this anime is also the first anime where two not straight characters get actually engaged and that's so cool let's come to some general information as i've already said yuri on ice is a japanese sports anime television series about figure skating it is produced by MAPA, directed by Saho Yamamoto and written by Mitsuru Kubo. It revolves around the relationships between Japanese figure skating Yuri Katsuki, his old Russian figure skating champion Viktor Nikiforov and up-and-coming Russian skater Yuri Plisetsky as the two Yuris take part in a figure skating Grand Prix with Victor acting as a coach to Yuri Katsuki. A few years ago it was announced that Yuri on Ice would return with a film of the series featuring an original story and we're still waiting but I don't mind. I think it's going to be a big masterpiece and I'm really excited. There's also a little side story manga. The opening team of the series was History Maker by Dean Fujioka which reached number 33 on the Billboard Japan Hot 100 chart which is so cool because I really love the song it's just perfect and it's also really iconic that also the ending team which was You Only Live Once by Vaturi Hachano it also reached a number in the Billboard Japan Hot 100 and it even peaked at number 11. This is so cool. Oh my god. I really love the whole music in Yurian Eyes. It just fits so good. It's just, I love it. It's so cool. Now I'm going to talk about the characters in this anime so as i told it's about figure skating and our first main character is yuri katsuki he's a japanese figure skater and he's in his 20s has messy black hair usually wears glasses and his personality he's really sweet <laughs> i like him a lot he's anxious and probably in love with victor his figure skating champion idol is victor nikiforov the second main character he's from russia 
he's in his 20s too he's so handsome <laughs> his light blue eyes short silver gray hair he also once had long hair when he was still younger and skating his personality well he's charismatic flirtatious easygoing and free-spirited but also sensitive and forgetful which is really relatable and yeah it's a really chill personality that's why i like him a lot too he has a dog called makachin and i love his dog he's so, he's so cute and yeah victor is definitely in love with yuri i will have a third main character and his name is Yuri Chu, Yuri Plisetsky and he often gets called Yurio in the show so it does not get confusing. He's from Russia too, has green eyes and a bit longer blonde hair. I love his hair, it's so pretty. Yeah, he's cute and talented though he has injured issues and yeah edgy vibes <laughs> he's pretty annoying that's why i didn't like him at first but he's still love able and yeah he's immature and has a childish behavior but it's mostly because we only see him interact with adults so far we come to this part later on and yeah he often feels like he's not good enough we will now come to the part which contains spoilers. We're going to talk about the single episodes, what happens in them. So in the first episode, Yuri finished his first Grand Prix final and he's really depressed because he has lost. So he unofficially retires and it wasn't really good for his body because he got chubby. He was away from home for five years, but to the surprise of his family, he finally returned. This happens as skating legend Viktor Nikiforov wins his fifth consecutive world championship and Yuri practices Viktor's routine at home with such a passion and then his performance secretly <laughs> gets recorded and uploaded on the internet by his friend's daughters the video goes viral and even victor has seen it so he travels to japan and announces to yuri that he wishes to become his coach and help him with the next grand prix series I thought this episode was really cute because you got to see a lot about Yuri and as he introduced himself. Then in the second episode, Victor upsets his coach Yakov, who disapproves of him taking a season off from his skating career. So he starts to live with Yuri together and prepares a training for him for the next Grand Prix. He reveals his location by posting a photo on his Instagram account. So the 15 year old star skater Yuri Plisetsky goes to Japan 
to make Victor follow through on his promises he made to Yuri that he will choreograph a program from his senior debut. In order to choose who Victor will coach, he makes both Yuri's compete in a skate off. If Yurio, well, Yuri Posetsky wins, Victor will return to Russia to train him. And if Yuri Kitsuki wins, Victor will remain in Japan. In the third episode, Victor assigns choreography opposites to what Yuri and Yurio are used to challenging them. And Yurio gets an Agapulov team and Yuri gets an Eros team. Both Yuris are struggling with their performances. Later, Yurio uses his love for his grandfather to channel his Agape, while Yuri attempts to use his favorite food, Katsudon, to channel Eros. And I really have to try it. In English, it's called pork cutlet on rice, and it sounds really tasty. At the last minute, Yuri decides then to be more feminine in his movements because he feels like it suits him better than a masculine role for his Eros program. On a day of the event, Yuri becomes too emotional for us to convey Agape, while Yuri performs more confidently, though he isn't able to cream land on his jumps. In the end, a downhearted Yurio leaves for Russia and Yuri has declared winner. Both Yuri's vote win the upcoming Grand Prix series. So yeah, I was really happy when I saw it because of course Victor has to be Yuri's coach but I was also sad for Yurio because Victor had promised him that he will make a program for him because in the series we had a flashback where he promised him and that was really dumb of him to forget such a promise but as I said it's really relatable that he forgets things too so in the next episode and Russia, Europe becomes more diligent and practicing, humbled by his loss in Japan, and noticing that Yakov asked the former prima ballerina to choreograph Yuria's free program and teach him ballet. Yuria accepts. Meanwhile, Victor puts Yuri in charge of picking his own program music. However, Yuri struggles, not confident in his decisions, feeling ashamed about his shortcomings. Also, Yuri avoids Victor, but Victor gives him confidence to open up more. Then the Grand Prix assignments are announced and Yuri realized that he must compete in the Japanese qualifying competitions first since he lost in the nationals before being able to join for the Grand Prix final. Yuri tells the music piece his friend accounts for him, Yuri on Ice. That's how the song is called and I have to tell you people this song is so beautiful. It's just instrumental. 
but every time I hear it, I fucking cry. Mostly because of the scenes during the series where the song was played, it was so emotional. And then the song, which is emotional too, and then it just got all together. So in the next episode, 100 Day of Japan Figure Skating Championship, Yuri begins his first competition for this season. Though he doesn't land all his jump, he earns a freaking high score. Victor lectures Yuri about his performance getting sloppy. Yuri meets competitor Kenjiro Minami, a young skater who idealizes him. And although Yuri still makes mistakes after he changes his career a bit, he earns first place and announces his Grand Prix program team love inspired by his feelings about victor so you can see he's already crushing but i think you could already see that yuri was crushing in episode one because he was such a big fan of victor like those fans with a thousand posters and he even got a dog which looked like Victor's dog. It was a poodle and he even called it Vichan, which means Victor. But now you can think it's fan love and it was at first. But then when Victor visited Yuri, he was really nervous and always backed off because of Victor's many flirts. And then I think now you could really see that Yuri managed to handle the situation and that now it's not fanboying and Yuri is still modest but he gained a bit more confidence around Victor but still not really confidence for himself which changes in the next episodes so in episode six in beijing for yurio's first grand prix assignment victor runs into his old coach yakov only to be coldly brushed off for taking a season off yuri and victor meet friends and fellow competitors from around the world gathered for the cup of china for example the skater christoph giacometti who's from switzerland he's victor's friend and also rival he's pretty wild and confident i don't know some people like him but i don't really like him we also get to see the skater peachy chulanot who is from thailand and yuri's best friend he's already skated against yuri so that's how they met each other i think he's really cute he likes hamsters he's the best selfie taker he's extroverted really positive i like him he's really cute so christoph tells yuri that he should let victor return to ice skating because he really wants to skate against victor because he has never won against him after this yuri skates his eros program performing without any mistakes which was really impressive because he has made so many back in the last episode he wanted to prove the world that he's worthy of victor's love and attention 
Menschen. So he wins the first place in the short program. Though the other skaters are confident, then can close the gap in the free skate. I really like the performances Yuri gets Eros and Yuri on Ice and you really have to watch them I can't describe them but those performances are really good and also the performance from Yurio are so good I like actually all performances from all skaters but those were really my favorites <laughs> in the next episode Yuri feels the pressure of everyone's expectations and becomes really anxious and distressed especially as he watches the other skaters in the free program Victor doesn't know how to motivate Yuri and handle his situation state so he unintentionally makes him cry and his scene has broken my heart so much while Yuri cries he confesses that he's nervous because he doesn't want his mistakes to reflect badly on Victor as you could see in the fifth episode that he was really struggling because everyone wanted Victor to go back to become a skater again because he was so good now Victor is a coach for Yuri so Yuri feels really bad because all the others don't want Victor to be his coach but of course Yuri wants him to be his coach so he asked Victor to have faith in him and was also really a sad moment. Meanwhile, Yuri performed so well, it really surprised the audience. And also Victor. Then we come to one of my favorite scenes. Victor just spontaneously kisses Yuri on live television. The kiss was just so incredible. So Yuri was on ice he was done with his skating performance and then Victor just runs along until he comes to the entrance to the eyes and just jumps in Yuri's arm and while they fall down on the eyes he just kisses him it's such a cute kiss and Yuri is blushing and then Victor said that Yuri surprised him and then he wanted to surprise him too. That was so cute. I just can't. Peachit from Thailand wins first place and Yuri wins second. In the eighth episode, we are in Moscow, the Rostelcom Cup event. Yuri skates flawlessly and Yurio performs well but messes up his first jump as he bothered by his grandfather's absence because his grandfather wanted to come but he didn't arrive. In the end, Yuri plays a second and Yurio places third in the short program. The next scenes are also really heartbroken because Yuri gets a call from his sister that Victor's poodle Makashin has got bun stuck in his throat and is in a condition. Then Yuri remembers how he couldn't be there when his own dog died because as I said Yuri also once had a poodle. Because of that he sent Victor to Japan. Now Yuri was alone for the free program but Victor asked his own coach Yakov to be Yuri's coach in his absence very much to everyone's shock 
but it was the right decision in the next episode Yakov agreed to watch Yuri Victor returns to Japan as planned then we have a lot of skating in this episode obviously because it's about skating and that's why a few people think that Yuri on Ice is boring because it's a sports anime and that's pretty much what it is about and many people get bored by it and right, they want the drama between the characters and the love story and so on but I think it's okay I mean in this anime it has a good balance between the sports part and the characters drama relationship love romantic part in some sports anime we have even more sports but the way Yuri on Ice is mixed with those two teams I think it's perfect just this way and I didn't really get bored because I was really excited on how the games are going on and everything. So in this episode Yuri was really anxious about Victor but he still got enough points to also get qualified. Yuri finally gets past his grudge against Yuri. There was also this cute scene when Victor returned then with Makashina live and he sees Yuri and Yuri sees him and then they just run into each other a heartfelt reunion and just fall in each other's arms and it's so cute then Yuri asks Victor to never retire as his coach and Victor turns in with asking Yuri never to retire from skating the 10th episode is my personal favorite so this skaters together in Barcelona for the Grand Prix final and this time it's more about Victor's point of view and not about Yuri's and he introduces himself and reflects on how his life has changed since he had met Yuri and how he focused on skating to the detriment of his personal life. We get introduced to a new character again and his name is Otabek Alton and he's from Kazakhstan. Also figure skating against the others in the Grand Prix. He has dark brown eyes and short black hair styled in an undercut. His personality is introverted and he prefers to spend time alone. He's actually really kind and he helped Yuriov to hide from his fans. He doesn't really have special skills that make him stand out but he's determined and believes in his own greatest strength. On the other hand he's also shy and quiet. He's only a few years older than Yurio. We see Yurio and Ochebeck starting a friendship because five years ago they were in the same skating school and Ochebeck had remembered Yurio from his eyes of a solider. So he thought they were alike and that's how they became friends in this episode. Which shall to see another side from Yurio. Not just competitive boy but also a boy who can have 
friends. Then we have this incredible part with Yuri and Victor. They both go shopping and Victor ends up wanting to buy drinks. But Yuri answers he doesn't drink before Victor replies with, All right, I forgot. We get to see again he's really forgetful. After it, Yuri spots some rings in his shop and decides to buy them as a lucky charm for himself and a thank you to Victor. So in front of the Barcelona Cathedral, Yuri and Victor put the rings on their fingers. For me and probably anyone else who has seen Yuri and Isa was the most wholesome and beautiful moment in the whole show. It was just so wonderful and we had some chorus singers in the background and dimmed light because it was dark outside but we could see the lights of the cathedral and it was so adorable. Yuri is so nervous and Victor is so happy and so cute. The scene shows how Yuri became more and more confident from the first episode when he literally ran away from Victor. In the end of the scene, they walked away arm in arm, which was also really cute. Then they met for dinner with some of the other skaters, where it gets revealed that during the last season post Grand Prix final banquet, Yuri got drunk and challenged everyone to a dance off. Victor is suddenly surprised that Yuri couldn't remember it. Pidgey spots the rings on Yuri's and Victor's fingers and tells the whole restaurant that they're getting engaged. Yuri tries to tell everyone that they're just other rings, but Victor announces that those rings are engagement rings and that they're getting married when Yuri wins gold. The first time I've seen this, oh my god, I was so excited. And Yuri is speechless, but doesn't even deny it. So I'm waiting for a wedding. Finally, JJ killed the whole moment when he pops in and tells everyone that he's going to win gold and get married with his girlfriend. The ending of this episode was different than usual because we still got to hear the ending theme song, but we also got to see the pictures from a banquet when Yuri was drunk from several people's phones. You can see Yuri being completely drunk, dancing by himself with Victor and Yurio. Yuri tells Victor to visit his family's hot spring and becomes coach if he wins the dance off. Then you can see Victor's eyes sparkle and starting to blush, just like someone who's just fallen in love because, well, he did. So Victor has been in love with Yuri for such a long time, to be exact, since the last Grand Prix final banquet. This explains many of Victor's actions, which has been influenced by love. So when Victor was a big flirt in the first episodes, it wasn't because it was weird, it was because he was in love with Yuri. And for it was the same, he was in the dance of back then, a big flirt too. That's why Victor was so confused that you reacted all modest around him. Back then when Yuri had to get his Evers routine, but said that it was so not him, Victor knew Yuri could do it too. Referring the story for the routine with the party back then. In the end, Yuri gained more confidence within the episodes, keeping the modest and kind nature. In the 11th episode, the Grand Prix final begins. It was a really exciting episode because it was almost the last one. 
and we got to see the skaters programs and it was really excited because we wanted to know who's going to be in the last episode and who's going to be thrown out at the end yurio places first while yuri only places fourth later yuri noticed how entranced victor looks while watching the other skaters and tells victor that he wishes to end their coach student relationship after the grand prix final in the last episode yuri tells victor his plan to retire so victor can return to ice skating but victor starts to cry at this it was so sad and i think was because of all the pressure yuri was in not even because of skating by himself and the whole competitions but also because everyone wanted to see victor on ice again at the grand prix final JJ had the strongest performance in his free skate. Yuri changed his jumps again to get a higher score and he even ends up breaking Victor's free skate world record which was really impressive. Victor is proud that both Yuri and Yuro bet his world records and tells Yuri that he will return to competitive skating. Disappointed that Yuri might retire, Yuri uses his free skate to convey his desire to keep competing against him. At the end, Yurio broke the high score of the high score which Yuri just received and wins gold. Yuri only wins silver and JJ wins bronze. I was actually really disappointed. That Yuri has just won silver, though I was also proud of Yurio, but I really wanted to see the wedding between Yuri and Victor. Yuri changes his mind and asks Victor to be his coach for one more year. At the Grand Prix final exhibition event, Yuri and Victor perform a pair ice dance edition of Victor's routine, which was so adorable and beautiful and cute i just love it you have to see it as victor wants to coach yuri yuri moves to st petersburg to continue his training alongside him and yurio which was an incredible ending and though i would have wanted a wedding between yuri and victor which we didn't get i think the ending was still adorable so that's it with the episode i'm glad you listened and don't forget to subscribe my podcast so you're not going to miss any new episodes and with this bye this was Anna and my podcast, Darling's Vocal Chords. Hi, this is Anna and welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast, Darling's Vocal Chords. Today I'm going to talk about mood boards, so lean back and enjoy.
first of all, I might explain what a mood board even is. So it's basically just an edit, but it's a special type of edit. Like for example, you choose a background with a color and then you put some pictures on it and a headline and the most important thing to add on a mood board are the PNGs, which are just like little stickers from a thing in a room or from an outfit and yeah then you place it on the edit and in the end it's a mood board but there is no right way how a mood board is supposed to look like because there are many different types of it and each editor makes unique edits and it's just really pretty to look through them and see different teams I also have a moodboard account and its name is Narcissism but <laughs> you write it like N-V-R-C-I-S-S-I-S-W and a lot of people probably get confused by my username but I think it's really oh I like it a lot and it's basically inspired by the word narcissism as i said before but you couldn't get the name on instagram so i had to change the a to an v and a turned around <laughs> and the v is for the m turned around so i think actually it makes sense but yeah if you don't get the username that you're probably really confused and my username got inspired by a lovely creator called Nicrophilian and her username was also not available so she changed the a as well to a v and yeah that's how i got inspired let's talk about why i even started making mood boards so as i've already said in my very first episode i got inspired by nictophilian and her name is lou so shout out to her so at first i had a harry potter fan page i still have it but now i make new books as well there but just about the whole harry potter topic so if you want to follow my username there is groovy gryffindor yeah i got inspired by nikki Fillion because she had a harry potter account too in the first way like a fan page and first she just posted text posts and fan art and then she started making mood boards and i got inspired by it and i thought it was so pretty i was just like yeah i have to do that too and then i want to continue making normal edits on my harry potter fan page at first so I made myself a mood board account and I have two mood board accounts and yeah my main mood board account is about literally anything and I'm mostly active on this one right now I mean I have like um 11 accounts or something but yeah this one is my main right now and on my Harry Potter fan page I make mood books too now but not only mood boards, I also make fan art and video edits and 
get sometimes other edits when I get bored so it's basically an all Harry Potter account but with different yeah editing types because um sometimes I get a bit bored of just making mood boards though I don't get bored of making mood boards but yeah sometimes I want to do some other things so I can upload them there what apps do I use I use Pixar mostly but do I recommend it? I don't know. <laughs> it's not really the best app because it crashes a lot, which is really annoying. But apart from crashing, it has some good tools. And I think it's really cool that most things don't cost money. Some things do, but I don't have them because I don't need them. So there are just some special things like more filters and stuff but when I make edits I usually don't need them so that's really cool then for filters yeah I use pixar 2 or I use prequel a lot it has really cool filters sometimes I use 1989 cam for some filters I also use Vonto for Board sometimes when I don't want to use Pixar or when I want other fonts and yeah for fonts I usually don't use Pixar's fonts but a lot from font apps you can have so you have the fonts on your keyboard for example there's this app called fonts which I use and also fonts keyboard but you can also, when you go on the website, Instagram fonts or something like that, it's called. And you can also get free fonts, which are really cool. So I mainly use them at the moment. I also sometimes use Pinterest for PNGs or for pictures. So I get often inspired by the pictures there and use them for my mood board. And for making PNGs, I also use the app called Eraser because you can just yeah erase the background easily. But I also use Pixar for PNGs too because you can save your PNGs there and then you don't have to search them in your gallery and have them as a photo. But you can yeah just keep them as PNGs there. And I also use the app from Instagram called Liard. If I yeah need to make Liards, for example, when I post with a call-up and I need to make all the pictures from the other creators together, then I use this app. It's really easy just make them together. <laughs> the next question I've written down is what I like about the community and what I don't like. And let's start with the pros because that's more positive. <laughs> so what I like is that it is a community but I also don't like that it is a community. For example, I like that you can easily find other creators who make the same edits as you, so mood boards, because when you make a typical type of edits, it's sometimes really hard searching people who make the same as you. But at this community, it's really easy. And then it's really easy getting new followers and more inspiration because you find all the people there and they're often really nice and you can hype 
each other up, which is really cool. And that's also how I get a lot of inspiration um, from other creators when I see their new boots and then I get inspired. I also get a lot of inspired from collabs. That's when you make mood boards with other creators together and everyone makes their own mood board, but it's all about the same team. So in the end, you have like a collage with a lot of mood boards together. I think that's it with the pros. Like, yeah, just that we're all together, get inspired, are really nice. And yeah, I have found many friends there, which is so cool. Because most of my online friends I have are actually not people with personal accounts, but yeah, I'm for people, which is really nice. And I've also found many pen pals there, and I have since more than a year in contact with some of them, which is really cool. They get a shout out in the end. What are cons? First of all, we have cancel culture which is not only in the mood board community but you see there a lot because for example when i'm on my personal account i don't really see the cancel culture i don't feel it there and also when i'm on my harry potter fan page i also don't see it a lot just check her rolling and those topics but i think there it is okay because we all know jk rowling yeah, she's not cool. We don't support her, but her art, you know, separating the art from the artist. And as we're at it, I might say that a lot of people in the Mupok community don't get to think with separating the art from the artist. Because a lot of people in the Mupok community, not myself, but many other people, for example, like to hear Lana Del Rey. And we all agree on the fact that she's not a good person but just because she's not a good person doesn't mean the other people are not allowed to enjoy her art i don't like her music but that's just my personal opinion so everyone else who wants to listen to her music and make edits about her music is allowed to make edits about her art because it doesn't mean they fully support all her actions and her personality. So, for example, it's already shit enough when artists get cancelled, which are not problematic at all, but people think they are problematic. Or artists who have done something 13 years ago and now are better. Or artists who are literally dead and still get cancelled. Especially we have the example of John Lennon. I have a lot of arguments why John Lennon is not a problematic person and he's also dead so it doesn't matter actually because he can't he can't do bad things anymore. He's not here but I enjoy his art and yeah I also like him as a person but I have many arguments for it, but it's not the topic here. So let's not talk about John Lennon all the time. I might do an episode about the Beatles or so on because, you know, they're my favorite artist. But let's go back to what is the worst part here is when other mood board creators get cancelled. I have seen this on my own many times. Also, with 
friends or people who were my friends both happened and it's really brutal how people just for example publish screenshots of conversations and only publish the problematic parts and then post it on their accounts and then everyone posts again and then in the end rumors like being a racist are spread and everything everywhere and they actually don't have any proof but people here in this community tend to always just believe the so-called victim but the person who acts as a victim doesn't always have to be the actual victim so that's also what people don't get here especially when you don't have any proofs for neither one side nor the other you should be neutral many people here are not and then they take a side but when you take the side of the other person who gets cancelled then you get cancelled too though you're just supporting your friends which makes no sense because they are supporting their friends too so why should you not support them as well so for example when a friend of mine gets cancelled i'm especially trusting the friend who gets cancelled because they are my friend so why should they lie to me it is possible that they lie to me but in many ways i take side to them at first because they are not strangers they are my friends and i'm loyal that's what the other persons do too who cancel because maybe the person i support i take side on has done something bad to the person who wants to cancel them but it's really complicated sometimes people here not only get cancelled because they have said something but also because they make mute boards about a topic which people don't like which people tend to call problematic or as i said maybe because about an artist or something and first of all i think we should not cancel normal people for some things they have done because we all make thoughts sometimes and they're not that fame that when they make something wrong it takes big actions and sometimes people don't know that something is problematic so instead of cancelling them in the first way we should educate people and there's also this thing that sometimes when people don't make many educational posts they get cancelled too because they might be a racist or something which makes no sense at all because i myself also don't make many educational posts because i think my account is a safe place which doesn't mean just because it's safe it has to be educational my account is safe to this point that I just want to make art which is not political, which is not educational, which just makes fun. So for example about movies I like, about music, about food, 
about aesthetics, just about things I enjoy and not about things I want to educate people. Because when people want to get educated, they can Google it. They can go on other Moodboards accounts which make those posts. But I don't want to make it. And I want to create such a safe place that we don't have to worry about those things. So that when you watch my stories, you don't get awareness about hate against people and about bad political things that are going on in the world because yes it is important to educate about it but it is also important to just run away from it for a few moments and just stop worrying about it and that's what i do so when i don't want to hear about it i usually go make edits and yeah go on the internet and just enjoy the good things there and that's why the internet can be toxic too and i just want to leave from reality but it is not easy on the internet so that's why i sometimes when i just want to flip i watch an anime and then <laughs> it's okay another thing i don't like about the moodboard community is that most of the big accounts only support other big accounts so there are many accounts who have like more than ten thousand followers or almost hundred thousand followers and then they sometimes make shout outs and support other accounts and post guides with mood boards they like but then you always see the same big accounts supporting other big accounts which makes literally no sense because there are so many good and creative accounts which only have like a hundred followers around that you know under a thousand followers and they need so much more recognition they need so much more support to grow bigger to make a bigger audience to feel better because then you know how it feels when your art don't get as much likes as you want this should not be your first priority when you make an instagram account but i totally know that you just can't help it when you see other edits sometimes even edits which you think don't have much effort in them than your own and then it makes you yeah really sad when you see they have much more likes than you do it's about the supporting thing so we should support much more small accounts instead of big ones it doesn't mean that we are not allowed to like the big ones we can support them as well but we should support more little accounts that should be our main focus <laughs> in supporting also what i don't like is that it's called the community because sometimes when the community is so toxic i don't want to call myself a member of the community just because i make the same types of edits so sometimes when the can cancel culture is yeah really hard well sometimes we have this time then we have much more drama in the community than during some other times and last time when it was so big i posted on my story and i said that i was refusing to call myself a member of this community but you see every community and every fandom has pro and contras okay now we come to 
tips how to get friends there. When you start making a Moodboard account, it really feels like you have no reach and don't get friends. But as I said, because the community is so big, it's actually really easy finding other people. And then you can just often slide in their direct messages. They sometimes even have this standing in their bio. And then you can make collabs with them. As I said, that's how you can get a lot of reach because when you post it, everyone gets tagged and then they see, oh, you have a lot of reach and then you can take part of contest. That's what some accounts do. So you have some teams and then you can enter and the best move points get shoutouts too. There are some who do shoutout for shoutout and so on, but you should not do self promo in the first way. So many many accounts hate it when you just slide in their comment section and make promo for yourself but you can actually get reached when you comment on a lot of posts from others so people see your account and they know oh this person is so nice they hype others up and so you can get reached too and some people have even mood board group chats or gang group chats and you can often just ask to be part of them too and then they add you and if you still don't know how to get friends you can just slide in my direct message and I would be glad to help you out and be your friend and now we get to the last point of today's episode the shout outs so I have many many moodboard friends and I'm really glad for all of them and actually they all deserve a shout out but today I'm only mentioning my oldest friends from this community which are at first as I said Nick Dufulian then we have Red Kite Dreams, Almost Natasha, Neptune, Lyrical Levitana and Michelle. Michelle doesn't have a Moodboard account but I've known her through the community and I'm really thankful for all of you guys. I love you so much. Also a tiny shout out for the Chewia group chat you know when you know you're really red guys. I love you. Thanks for letting me be part of this. And of course, the cool Petro Borders. That's it with today's episode. Go check those accounts out. And I'm really glad you listened. Might consider following my Instagram accounts. And be here for the next episode. Bye. This was Anna. And my podcast, Darling's Vocal Chords.